you get off the golf course today, you could have some moments that will change the course of your life. Hello and welcome to the Golf Practice Podcast. My name is Andy Hayes. With me, Steve Shrek, Jensen Mizrek. Guys, welcome. Happy Thursday. Gentlemen, great to be here. Good to be here. Um, we got a lot of great stuff you know, to talk about today. Um, first thing I want to talk about is a little bit about the Ryder Cup. Um, I don't know if you guys saw Europe, Europe yeah. 1. Um, yeah. But I, I rarely don't you know, draw attention to previous podcasts. But two years ago, we did a <laughs> podcast. And I presented the idea. I was kind of, I kind of said... Hey, wh- you know why are we all just blindly rooting for the Americans? They don't have that many likable players. Mm-hmm. I got a bit of pushback. You know, it's kind of, I don't even know if I, I actually believe that or why I did that. You know, at the time, but it's kind of just like, hey, Bryson, you know, do we really like him? Like, <laughs> getting sick of Spieth, you know, things like that. And it was like, okay, fun, fun idea, but no, you know, like we're yeah, yeah. I vaguely remember that podcast, yeah. but yeah, it was pretty. That was a pretty hot take, but. The Europeans seem to always have um, a lot of a lot of spirit. Yeah. So I was kind of just saying, like, hey, we should at least evaluate the team. We shouldn't just pick who we follow and or where we're from. And then <laughs> since, and then since then, you know, half those guys just went to live. So they've been, you know, excommunicated from a lot of the golf world. And then this past year happened where they all there's a pretty unlikable team, Cantlay and Shoffley trying to get paid. Um, Scheffler and Kepka. I mean, I just, I told Steve before the tournament started, I'm just bored of Scheffler. So to see him lose nine and seven was, was a great week for me. <laughs> I don't know, man. You just picked the weirdest hills to die on. I feel like sometimes this is, I'm, like, alive. I'm still alive. Just like, I, just, I don't know. Just like Hayden on Scheffler. It's like, what's wrong with Scheffler? He's a good guy. Good player. Like, yeah, yeah not every fine. person in golf is going to have this, like, crazy, uh, like, engaging personality. I think that's what you want every player to be. It's just not going to be that way. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've I've listened to some podcasts recently, and, and I think this, this Ryder Cup in particular was uh, influenced a lot more by the crowd and the social media and some of these rumors that were spread about Cantley and, and, and Shoffley. And... And a lot of people are saying that, like, those weren't true. But also, like, why are we targeting those two people? Well, they are the e- the easiest people to target for something like that. And uh, there's, like, there's a reason why. And to me, that like, it does make them pretty unlikable, even if they are a part of a very cohesive team that week. Like, that doesn't excuse the other 51 weeks in the year where they are, you know, complaining and moaning about oh i need to be paid more money or i i want it this way i want it that way like very very self-centered well there's a few things i said on the no lane up podcast that i was surprised by one was that cantley and shoffley didn't even fly over on the same plane as the rest of the team it's pretty weird kind of weird also they had a team meeting they had a team meeting every day one of those days cantley just missed it for no reason like what was he doing? You know, yeah. he's literally there yeah. for the Ryder Cup. 
And then he scheduled his wedding the day after the Ryder Cup. That's kind of weird. That's, That's kind of weird to me. Strange, man. Like, aren't um, you going to be a little tired after that week? Like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. So, um, but so you're in on the U.S. still, Steve? Are like, yeah, I'm not a trader. I'm not a trade. I'm not. I'm American. I'm rooting for U.S. always. Who is your favorite player on the team? Homa, probably. Homa, okay. Yeah. That, was, that was pretty cool. He had a good... Seems like a good cool. guy. Has yeah. a good personality. I like his game, too. So he would probably be up there. He's right. one that embraces the spirit of the Ryder Cup. Sure. Much like, like my guy Spieth. Yeah. Although not his best showing, but... Because he came up differently, I feel like, than some of the other guys. Like, yeah. Homa, like, struggled big time. Like, I don't know what the stats were on, like, missed cuts and whatnot, but, like, he almost reminds me of, like, a Justin Rose type guy who, like, came up. Like, Justin Rose missed, like, didn't he miss, like, 40 of his first? He missed, like, 40 cuts in his first, like, 40, like, 50 events or something, like, something crazy like that. that. Where I feel like Homa is similar where he, like, he didn't just get to where he is, like, by snapping a finger. Like, he he struggled and worked through it, and so, like, I feel like he almost... Appreciates stuff a little bit differently some other than some of the other guys. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that's just about all I want to talk about. That I just wanted to, you know, highlight that. Highlight that you enjoyed the. I was like two years early on this. That they received. Uh, well, I just kind of like the, the media is kind of turning <laughs> against these guys, and I just I was yeah. there. I was there first, so I just want <laughs> everyone to know that. Um, may, yeah. Some may say too early, but but I was I was still there. Um, our topic of the day is on the authentic swing. Um, mm. Steve, what are what are the thoughts every time you hear someone say, "Hey, just, just swing your swing"? <laughs> what are my thoughts? Um, I think I I don't know I I like it and I don't like it. I mean. I think when you, when maybe you see someone who's like shooting a hundred and you're like swing your swing, it's like, why? Like why? Like <laughs> you're not very good. Why are we swinging your swing? Like there's there's stuff that we can work on here to that might feel somewhat uncomfortable, but it's going to make you better in the long run. Versus, I feel like swing your swing makes more sense for someone who's like a better player, right? And so. Um, I guess that's my initial thought on like the first thing that comes to mind when I think of swing your swing, like you're shooting 120, (laughs) don't don't swing your, don't swing your swing. (laughs) Like you're, you need to be doing something differently. That's my initial quick thought on it. Um, what about you? you Yeah. My thought, my thoughts, um, go back to this like really corny, like USGA commercial that was run like a long time ago. And I think Arnold Palmer was on it and he was just like going around like, Swing your swing, swing your swing, grow in the game, blah, blah, blah. And it was just, like, really cheesy. Uh, but I, I I get what they're trying to do. They're just trying to, like, I I think that phrase comes from, like, it's okay if you're not great. It's okay if um, you're thinking about a bunch of stuff. It's okay if you're struggling. Like, just do what's comfortable and try to enjoy it. And yeah. so I think that's it's a corny way of of delivering a deeper message well i think it comes from a lot of people think that they have to have a perfect kind of looking swing yeah um, and so 
think that's where it com- comes from a little bit. But how, I mean, Steve, what if someone told you to swing your swing? What would you say about that? Like you shoot would, low 70s, mid 70s every time. I would get mad because I don't like my swing. Yeah, why not? Why do I not like my yeah, swing? Yeah, why not? Because I know it's, it's not, I don't know, it's just not technically right. It's, it doesn't, it's not technically right. So, got a lot of flaws in the design or what? Yeah, just <laughs> I don't know. The way it looks on the downswing is—it's it, not even the way that it looks. It is the way that it looks, but then it also produces issues. So I'm not just saying like, "Oh, I need to change it to change it because of the looks." I feel like I understand that you know it's producing shots that I don't like. So that's that's really like the reason that I want to change it. I don't want to just change it because of looks. Um, I think, you know, the way it looks is producing shots that I don't like. And so that's why I want to change it. Got it. That's fair. Um, how do you think like people like Tim Galway and like Fred Shoemaker and their like style of teaching, like maybe even Adam Young, like what do you like classify them into like the swing your swing camp? I think online, especially there's a there's people who are saying, I, I guess I don't know if there's anybody who's actually saying swing your swing, but like people talking about your natural swing, uh, or um, you know just like kind of like your unique swing, uh, maybe even like just y- using what works about your swing, and then there's others who are saying um, just like talking about changing your swing and swing mechanics and swing shape, and so there's like two kind of like camps. Would, um, I'd say Galway. I'd, I'd probably say all of those guys fit more into swing your swing, somewhat. Yeah. And do you think that's do you, like, I guess like how do you think that's a good way? What What do you think's good about that, or like what's bad about that? Mm, I think. I think it's good in that, at least a lot of stuff that I've read from. Uh, some of those guys is that I think some of the learning is probably um, better in the long run for the student, um, meaning that it's not really so much about like getting into this position or that position. It's a little bit more ex- ex- experimenting and bringing an awareness to your swing, which I think the argument is that in the long run, some of that, I guess, just heightened awareness of your overall swing can um can push your game uh kind of like to the next level a little bit quicker than just like obsessing over you know i gotta get to you know this shot hole position and p5 or whatever it is like so um yeah that's that's my thoughts chime in yeah come on. yeah i think like the i think like those guys are i think there's a, a general message that they're they're giving of swing your swing but they're they're trying to get you focused on learning something and uh and i think like different things that they present uh, or different tasks that they give you to do help you learn how to focus on things that are going to influence the ball or your contact or things versus um maybe a mechanical side of things and so i think it's just a a way to 
not to say that like if you work on your mechanics a bunch and think about it, like you you'll probably end up getting better eventually. But I think they're trying to like backdoor it a little bit through understanding how people learn yeah. and keeping it engaging. So uh, I think that's a really unique way of, of going about it. Um, I also think too that you know, everybody's born a little bit different, right? Everybody, like, the three of us, we're all different heights, right? We all have different, like, wingspans. We all have different shoe sizes. I don't know, maybe both of you guys have the same, but I know mine's smaller. Okay. And I'm <laughs> <laughs> sure, the shortest guy on staff. Uh, but I think that's that kind of speaks to everybody has their own DNA, right? And that means that everybody has their own swing DNA. And so certain mechanics come easier to certain people and if you understand those then you can start to use them to your advantage uh i think grip comes to mind right some people just naturally grip it a little weaker than others and some people grip it a little bit stronger and so do we need to change that to be neutral not necessarily right but a weaker grip kind of requires like maybe a different a different setup right yeah or a different ball flight yeah i get what you're saying i would just say like the swing your swing, like if a guy has a weak grip and he's missing everything to the right constantly, it's yeah. like, yeah, it might come naturally to you, but like it's not working. So like right. you, I feel like you got to step in, yeah. and like that's where you got to you know step in and try to make a, a change. Well, how would you guys describe your coaching as, as far as like which camp you fall in? Like what percent mm-hmm. there's if there's a pie chart? You know what percent is it of the swing your swing camp, which is not a good. We could call it the the Galway and Fred Shoemaker camp versus the Swing Mechanics sure. camp. Um, I pretty split. Probably a little more on the mechanical side, though. <laughs> I was gonna say you can't. Come on, <laughs> Scott Cowks. Yeah, you can't. True. <laughs> True. But okay, so here's the thing, though, and here's something I'm trying to like yeah. really do a better job of in my coaching is. Yeah. I want to empower the student to make the decision on like what they want okay. and say, and, and give them options and say, yeah, there's some mechanical flaws here. Like, do you want to fix them or do you want to play around them? Like, or play with them? Does that make sense? Cause if the guy wants to keep gripping it weak, like I've had people come to me and they're like, I'll, I'll do anything you say, but I'm not changing my grip. It's the only thing I'm not budging on. I'm like, all right, cool. Like, that's what you want to do. Like, we'll work with that. Uh, and so, uh, like 95% of the time, if people have said that to me, uh, we've ended up changing their grip. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's like, cause you have to, I don't know, you just got to sell it a little bit, yeah. right? Or you have to empower them to say like, well, Hey, your goals are not now aligning with what your, what your action is. Sure. And then you have like some, some, uh, ammunition to kind of go back with them on. Mm. And so. I don't know what I'm trying to kind of, what my point here is, but I don't want to just dive right into mechanics unless the student has told me like what their goals already are, right? Like if the guy says, I want to hit a draw and they're weak, their grip is weak, then I would like ask, I'd ask more follow-up questions to that. Or what I'd say, well, would you actually be okay with like playing a fade? Is like, does that bother you? Or is that something that you're like super against? Uh, maybe I might try to like take them through some stuff to see what would they do if I asked them to hit a draw? Would they naturally like 
they move that grip over a little bit without them like maybe actually yeah. understanding right so like before i change it well like let's see if they could actually hit a draw right if i just ask them to do it um because maybe they could and that that'd be pretty sweet you know like what what variables do you change when i give you a task so i think sometimes when you get when you start working with someone new you almost have to kind of see what they're capable of before you start changing stuff sure um and then i don't know maybe with a beginner you do ha have to give them some guidance but i would say i've been working with a group of ladies um, from my gym and we were talking about it in our coaching meeting over at the gym and i and i said guys i'm really not coaching a ton in that in that session you know with four ladies i'm giving you guys experiences to go through mm -hmm. and you're starting to self-discover on your own what feels the most comfortable you know and because a lot of them they're like, oh what do i need to do with my feet here what do i need to do with my with my grip i say i don't care just brush the tea you know whatever helps you brush the tea i might throw my feet a little closer together you can try that but, you could, but if you keep hitting the tea every time i don't that's, care that's the th that's the There's tricky things like things. that too that's a tricky thing. I think I don't know what it is with just like how just golf has evolved. I think people just always want like a specific, specific answer to like everything. Yeah. And yeah, I think sometimes that's not really the best for the player. It just kind of puts their mind like in a pretzel a little bit about like there's a correct thing to like every every possible yeah, thing, yeah. and it's just like it's not really. It's not really like that, right? So, um, yeah. What would you say for you, Steve? What's your what's your split? What's your pie chart? Wait, what number? What do you, Come what do you number. no, no. What do you guys think I am? I don't know. Seventy thirty. Seventy thirty. Okay. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, I think that's fair. Fair. Yeah. All right. Um, this is no judge. This isn't a judgment free zone. I feel I'm being you know, judged hard. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna come around. You'll see. We'll get to a sure. we'll get to a good spot for you. Huh. I'd probably say. I like to think maybe seven seventy thirty in the other direction, six maybe sixty forty. So sixty more, you know, I could see more that. more Galway or more Adam Young yeah, versus. I like that, Steve. Yeah. Oh, I think so. Yeah. yeah, I think maybe even more. You do a lot yeah, of Adam Young I think Young more. Stuff. I think. Yeah. I think. I think you and I teach pretty similar. Um, that's who I don't. That's teach. Uh, Zach was asking me the other day. He was said something like, "Steve and Rob, like, what's different about? They're like the same. They do the same stuff, right?" Because like, I was talking on the phone with someone. I was like, actually no, like, Steve and I are a lot more similar. Yeah, so, that's actually um, a good point. I'm glad you guys said that because I think there's some truth to it. What do you think you are? Yeah, seven. Uh, well, Seventy thirty. Yeah, it goes. It kind of depends on the lesson. I've given some like super technical lessons. People, you just get those. Yeah. adults in there who are and so i guess it's like i i it, it totally i guess it depends on the person probably overall more 70 30 just cause i think that's what more people need i think what like you have to you have to be able to like strike i think like i want i people have to be able to hit it and they have to have just a general idea of like how to make the ball go different directions yeah and so those are the things I find that I spend, teach them how to do first. And then if there are, if it's like too hard to make it go a certain direction, then it's like maybe we need to make certain mechanical change. Or if they're already pretty good at, at 
at hit at striking and then like they could maybe make go different directions but now we need more just like consistency overall then it's like you might look at some of those um more mechanical things but it's like there's i don't know i'm sure you guys have this it's hard it's almost really hard to define it's like there's just some things you see in a swing and it's like well you have to change that yeah have to go or you don't have to change that i think of it because i like like adam adam young I don't know, maybe in a podcast or something, didn't he say he would demonstrate, like, he'd ask people what's the most important thing in, you know, in, go- in golf to hit it, to hit it good. And people will say, like, well, you got to put your feet, you got to put your feet right. And then so he'll, like, put his feet wrong on purpose and then hit a really good shot. Right. Is that, am I, is that yeah, right, sounds right? Yeah, something like, and then, so then they'd say, well, it's your grip, you know. And so then he'd take, a, like, the wrong grip on purpose and then hit a really good shot. And so I think about that a lot because then I, when I see things in a swing, I basically think, Hey, if I, like, if I was in that position at the top of the swing, or if I had that takeaway, like, could I hit it still? Mm-hmm. A lot of times it's like, yes, like, Oh yeah, I could, you know, I could still hit it. Um, cause you see sometimes like with newer coaches, they like will nitpick at things like, Oh, Hey, let's just focus on your left shoulder here on this one. And that, and then so I you know I said to the, that person I was like hey if you were if if you did your left shoulder wrong or right the way you're teaching this person like you'd still be able to hit it the same and they're like yeah okay so um, yeah so, yeah so it's just like different um, for each for each person I've always been I've always liked the more. I think what Steve is saying is right. Is that like it's long term? It's better to have the more um, awareness type training and yeah. and stuff. Uh, worked for like for Kalen, who's my best student, who's made to state. Shout out! Shout out! The doctor. Um, he, we did to- we did tons of the. Well, I guess like when we started, we did lots of like mechanic stuff, and then what happens when you do so much mechanic stuff is like you'll by the end of a lesson they'll be in a new spot and they'll be hitting it good and then the next lesson comes and they're just like right back to right back to old habits or they've just like gone too far do do you find that same thing yeah yeah me and so then it's like well now you're just like working back and it's like keeps going like back and forth so long and it's like well that's not the best way to go about it like because you're just trying to get your hands in a certain spot, but it's just like hard, really hard to kind of like change certain things about you. So we just did, you know, stuff about like face, path, low point, angle of attack. Um, and he's really good at all those things. So now when like his tendency as his takeaway gets like too, f- too fast and too far inside. Um, so when we like work on just getting a little more outside, he still hits it really good yeah. and can like control it. Cause I think that's the other thing that, that is hard is that if you don't first have the, the awareness training, when, when you change something like let's put your hands higher or lower or whatever, then that's going to change the ball flight. Yeah. And if you don't have any idea what causes the ball to go those directions, then you're just kind of lost, confused. Yeah. Yeah. I also think a little bit about like, just for instance, you know, if you just tell a student to like get their hands higher, it's just you know something with kind of internal uh, body movement. I think you know what I was reading with Galway in his book is 
it almost puts like just so much pressure on the student to like do it like correctly where it's just like kind of a tough environment to like perform like i don't know like you have this coach watching you it's like this coach tells you to do this certain thing and they're like oh crap like all right i'm gonna try to do it and it's like there's just so much pressure to like get it right and so i think you know what i've tried to do more of recently is you know he talks a lot about like scales and you got you guys do a lot of this too but just like really really simple like like just for instance path like if you're if you move the student you're like kind of moving their body and like you create this like scale for like plus one kind of inside out right zero kind of straight straight on maybe minus one you know feeling a little out in and you experiment with these different ones and they hit you know five at each and then you ask them like what what do you feel what feels most comfortable and then okay great and then maybe they just hit the next 10 without even like focusing so much on on it it's almost like they just revert to what's most comfortable and a lot of times that's that's getting them to a better position like say they're like way like out to in or something um and you experiment with these different skills a lot of times they'll they'll gravitate more towards you know something that's you know like kind of you know, straight on or more you know in the out without even talking about it because you've you've kind of built this scale system and they've become aware of these different possibilities um it almost just gravitates to where you almost want it to be without um specifically say like i need you to swing you know this way like like giving them a kind of like director directives or orders yeah. you know yeah. in that in that sense so i don't know if that made any sense but that's great thank you yeah. no yeah i have you guys ever had a student where they almost make the swing or maybe they yeah they make the swing that you're asking them to make or they're they're actually doing really well with what you've given them to do or whatever it is but they still might not be hitting good and i've had i've had a couple of these like recently where they like start apologizing that they're hitting the ball bad and I feel like I feel terrible. I'm like, oh wait, like, like let's take a step back here. Like, you don't one, you don't need to be sorry. Two, I don't really care what the ball is doing right now because like you're doing what I'm asking you to do based on what what our goal is, and like you're you're doing something so new, you have zero experience with it, and that's what we're working on right now is, is gaining experience of like what this could be, and. Um, and so that's like sometimes like I've been reflecting on that of like, okay, well, I'd never want anyone to apologize <laughs> for <laughs> sure. hitting poorly. But I think that speaks to what you're bringing up, Steve, is that sometimes being in a lesson can be a intimidating environment. I never want it to be yeah. for someone. Uh, I find that with my, with my adults. I just feel like some, like a lot of the stereotypes with, with coaching is like, you know, the coach is just kind of like barking out these orders and these direct, you know, these do this, 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 this. And it's like, um, the, the students like just kind of like the, the, everything's just kind of spinning and they're not in that learning environment where if you can do some of the, the scaling stuff that I talked about, it takes a lot of that pressure off and they're, they're doing a lot more learning. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. Cause the first example sets up, a like a right and wrong right off the bat. Yeah. That's a good point. The brain doesn't learn as good. It's doing in that spot. So, um, so I, 
Sonic. Where do I want to go next? Um, <laughs> I guess I've I, I recently read Legend of Bagger Fans. Have you guys seen the book or re- watched the movie? I've watched the movie. I don't remember it super well, but yeah, I, I've watched I the it. movie too, but I don't remember it very well. well. All right, you guys need to get back into it. It's fantastic. Will Smith, Matt Damon, yeah, yeah. in a golf movie. Come on, I mean. There's some weird parts, cheesy parts. Yeah. But I mean I just always think of the one with Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, no. Greatest game ever played. Yeah. That's a great movie. Bloody amateurs. (laughs) Bloody amateurs. I think people who say the greatest game ever played is their favorite golf movie just haven't watched enough golf movies because um it's just so fun. I don't know. There's so many funny scenes in that that it just always it's just it stuck always in my gets mind. Me, man, I like. I'm the same way. I love that movie. <laughs> I'm just saying we need a yeah. It's it's not a bad movie by any means, but I'm just saying there's, there's more. There's more out there. So anyway, I've seen the movie. I've seen the movie a lot, and but I've never read the book. And oh, Bagger so Vance based on a book. Yeah, okay. it's based on a yeah, book. Yeah. So um, I recently read the book, and I was like pleasantly surprised by a lot of it. There were a few chapters in it that I I just thought I just thought were awesome. And I took a few notes on it. Basically the book and movie, it's like a fictional uh telling where where Matt Damon plays a golf against Bobby Jones and Walter Hagen. Matt Damon's playing Randolph Juna. So it's not actually Matt Damon. But <laughs> pretty sick movie too. You know, maybe yeah. Beggar Vans too is Matt Damon plays golf against Bobby Jones. Um but anyway, he they're talking about the authentic swing. And he, in the book, this is Bagger Vance is kind of this like mythical teacher. And he tells them, he says, see how the players search the field to find his authentic swing. Now see how he harmonizes with it. Not until then does he begin his swing in physicality. So he's talking about these great players are like, they're almost like looking and like the field is basically like your surroundings, basically like you're sensing for your swing and like almost like finding it or like, or they would talk about like a swing is remembered, um, which I'm sure maybe you guys have felt like some of those things like on days when you're playing pretty good, right? You're not just like, you're not like giving yourself like step-by-step instructions on what to do, but like you're just like, you're almost like finding something. Do you, do you agree? Yeah. Definitely. yeah, definitely. Yeah. When I'm playing my best, I, I'm just kind of in that, I guess what you would call kind of that flow state or, you know, where I'm just, there's, there's not one, there's not a signal like mechanical thought or anything. I'm just kind of like flowing and, uh, I don't know, feels, feels very good. Wish I could recre- recreate it, uh, every day, but doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. You just see things and then you react, react to them. Like you almost... I don't know. I feel like when I'm playing my best golf, I almost like see the future a little bit. Oh. I know it's like a bold statement, but like I see the shot and then like the shot happens. Well, that's cool. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and, sure. And, sure. And, and like your routine, and, like think back to like my putting at, uh, during the staff trip was just like I made everything I looked at and my routine felt the exact same every time. Yeah. And like the, what I was telling myself was the same every time. And it's just like I knew the ball was going to go in. What were you telling yourself so I, I could not have I thirty-five know. putts in a round? <laughs> I don't remember, but it was—it was just like very, very feel-oriented, very like judgment-oriented of like judge it, trust it, like 
you know the ball's going to start online. Sure. You know, so that's probably my issue. It doesn't start online. Yeah. So maybe maybe give me but more specifics after <laughs> this podcast. <laughs> the other thing he says, they say, Hagen and Jones do not will the swing into being. They use their will to find the swing that is already there, that was there before they were born, and will continue to exist through eternity. Then they surrender their will to it. It's another similar thing of just like they're they're almost like um, yeah like surrendering to their swing, uh, finding the swing that was there before they're born. Which again, it's like very, it's like a very Eastern mysticism type of a book, yeah. as you can tell. Um, but anyway, these quotes like they got me thinking about how um, they like the search for their authentic swing was like something that they were doing like on the course and like that specific day, and it didn't and it's kind of different than it's a different mode to be in than that of like learning and of like mechanics and yeah. of different stuff like that. Because originally when I would have read something like this, I'd be like, "That's awesome!" Like the authentic swing like we just need to remember our swing and then i would go practice and try to just like remember a swing whatever that you know just like practice with no thoughts in my head at all like just try to hit the ball you know different directions and hit different shots and but like without much which out like tons of thought and things like that um because like that's back in the camp of like the awareness authentic swing way of of being as opposed to like the mechanics way of being but now like after the way they're talking about it, it's like they were like finding this thing on that specific day. So it's almost like that was a, it's like there's a time for the authentic swing and the awareness. And then there's a time for like the mechanics and it doesn't necessarily have to be one or the other. Um, but they almost like work, work together. Um, mm. That the mechanics, if you're doing like the mechanics swing, like out on the course, that's like the wrong place to be doing it. Like that's where you need to like be finding the authentic swing and so it's like i think there's a way that these things can actually like work together, together yeah better um as opposed to it just being kind of one or the other yeah so that we could all like the next time we sit down we could say that we're 50 50 <laughs> sure <laughs> yeah i mean it's hard to separate though right i mean like if you yeah it is if you're like if you think of like a like a gankus like really into like mechanics you have a guy that works with him and then you know you take that out to the course the next day like i think for a lot of players and again i don't want to like i'm just saying like it just seems like it'd be hard to jump from like that environment to the playing environment like back to back like that so um, well i don't know that it necessarily needs to be back to back but it's just like they're different i think like they're different environments and it's like whether you like whatever like camp you fall into like you can both those camps can still like find their authentic swing yeah whereas like the just like the the awareness camp is maybe too much on the like let's just you know do some rhythm swings back and forth and then go hit the ball and 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 not enough on like well hey we should actually change there are certain things that you're doing that like wouldn't be that hard to change that would help you out. Whereas the mechanic people are just like changing too many things and not doing enough of, of the, the other part. And so, um, if, if you have kind of this like different way of looking at it, it's like, Oh, they both can exist and they both can like 
be important, but then it's like there's also training to how to how to go between them and things like that. That's nice. That's really nice. Well, what do you guys think? Are you buying it? Are you buying this latest theory? I'll buy it. Yeah, I like it. All right. Cool. Yeah. I, I've, I've been reflecting a lot on my high school players right now, uh, recently yeah. as the season's coming to an end. And, uh, you know, some players play pretty good. Some's not, some not so good that I would have in, in some of the players that maybe didn't go as far as I, I maybe thought they would uh, surprise me. Right. And I'm, you know, I'm thinking, okay, well, what, what could I have done differently? What, what could they have done differently? And, um, and I think sometimes like it comes down to like those people are starting to play golf swing when the pressure's on. Mm, right. Sure. Because they're trying to find it. Yeah. Right. Oh, it's time to perform. Oh, it's region. It's conference. Now it's regional. Now it's sectional. Oh, I got to play good. I got to find my swing to like, like go perform and like that never really works out mm-hmm. and almost like the people that i don't worry about as much like where i'm just like hey go trust yourself like stick to your stick to your guns or like maybe i don't hear from them that much during the season like i know they're in a good place because they've like figured out how to maintain what they're doing and like they just go they go do it yeah. uh and so i think that's something that i'm spending some time on but but that's a sign isn't that a sign of a player who's um, able to, you know, adapt and self-correct. I mean, someone who doesn't check check in. I mean, not. I'm not saying it's. I mean, we want our students to check in with us. We we oh, love cer- that communication, but it's certainly. also there's there's another side of it where it's like you got to have command of of your game and to where you don't always have to check in, you know, constantly um, to to kind of find it. Yeah. You know? No. Certainly. Certainly. I think. Uh, yeah. So I think it's like well when we we look at this off season like how could their training be different so that when that moment arises again that they're better equipped to handle that so this i yeah. this theory could be it yeah yeah well it's just like tra- i mean it's so easy to get um i mean how often do we like end a lesson and maybe it's even just in a text like you send the person it's like okay like you know, great job, like here, like here are your keys to, to playing good. It's, you know, it's a little bit stronger grip, uh, set up a little more over your toes, uh, high hands at the top of the swing and, uh, finish the weight on your front foot. You know? Yeah. That's probably not, that's probably overly simple, but you know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, there's four, you know, there's four things that you got to do. Yeah. And now it's like, we've just told them that it's like, oh yeah, but also so here's what you have to do to hit a good shots. But also, don't think about any of these things. <laughs> right, exactly. It's like, and what are we doing? I like. I think back to like some of the text messages I've sent of like after a lesson, and I think it is. It's like a recap of like here are the here's the mechanical things that you need to work on in your practice, yeah. right? And then anytime somebody texts me, oh, I got a tournament tomorrow, or, or maybe I'm just sending like a like a pump up text. Sure. You know, I never talk about mechanics. Yeah. You know, it, go out there and give them hell, and and remember about your grip. You know, like, it's never about that. It's like, hey, trust your process. Find your enjoyment. Sure. You know, find your anchors. What's going to keep you comfortable? Go go have fun. Oh. Um, That's pretty cool. Yeah. Cool. All right, guys. I think you got any, any final thoughts, Steve? Anything? Good? I'm good. All right. Cool. Thanks for thanks having for me on. Yeah, thanks for making us think, as always, Andy. Appreciate thanks, guys. You. Talk to you soon.
before you get off the golf course today, you could have some moments that will change the course of your 